This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini, and I am very happy to be with you today. Today, we are going to tackle a topic that could be considered slightly controversial, but I'm going to tackle it anyway. The question I put out is this, do Catholics worship Mary? And so the short answer to this is no, we don't worship Mary. But we'll have a little bit of a longer answer as we go through our podcast right now. So do Catholics worship Mary? No, we do not worship Mary. We venerate Mary. And what does it mean to venerate? So to venerate means to show devotion, to have a great respect for someone, and to show them a great respect. So when we think about Mary, we don't see her very much in Scripture. Obviously, we see her at the Annunciation when the angel Gabriel appears and asks her to be the mother of Jesus, and she gives her yes. And when she gives her yes, she is showing her profound humility, her profound obedience, but she is also reminding us that she is able to say yes because of the grace given to her by God to have that humility, to be so obedient. And if you think about grace, we always talk about, you know, we need grace and it's only because of grace that we are able to live in the best way possible. And just as that is true for us, it is also true for Mary. And so because of her love of God, she was able to give her yes to being the mother of God's son, to be the mother of Jesus Christ. And her yes gives Jesus his flesh, right? God is spirit, but Mary is flesh. God is divinity. Mary is humanity. And so Jesus needed both to become the human person that he was when he was born. So we see Mary right away as someone who is slightly different than the rest of us because her obedience is 100%. She is all in. And though most of us, I think, live wanting to be all in and wanting to be obedient at all times, we fall short. But Mary is given that supernatural grace by virtue of her being immaculately conceived, that she is able to say yes to God all the time. And so when she does that, she gives us a share in that yes as well, because it gives us something to aspire to, to have that true undying faith and humility and obedience as Mary did. So that's something we can look up to, right? And as we look up to her, we can become like her because she was a human being just like we were. And so that's something to consider that we often don't think about. Well, why do we honor Mary so much? Why do we show her so much reverence and respect? Because she is the mother of the most holy person who's ever walked this earth. She is the mother of Christ who gave us our salvation. So in, in that regard, why would we not give her such respect? 
Because if she had not done this, where would we be? I don't really want to think about that. I have enough things to think about, right? Where would we be if Mary had not said yes? So Mary, when we look at her, we see someone who was as close to perfect as a person could be. And in Galatians uh, 4, 4, this is what St. Paul says. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son born of a woman. So when the earth the world was ready. God sent his son to us and he sent his son to us born of a woman. There's no denying that. We've never tried to deny that Jesus was born of a woman. Then it is only right that we should honor and reverence her because she has given us a tremendous gift. Is it as big as the gift that Jesus gave us when he died on the cross and gave us our salvation? No, but it is very, very close. It is very, very close. If we look at Mary, she is a person closest to us in terms of humanity, okay? However, she is also in the highest place right after Christ because she gave us Jesus, who then in turn gave us our salvation. And so therefore, we have gratitude toward her. Okay. We don't worship her. If you go to church on Sunday and you participate in mass, we don't worship Mary. We honor her. Worship is reserved for God and for Jesus. It is not for Mary. That would not be the right thing to do. In Mary giving her yes, all of the actions then after that are a testimony to how much God has done for her. Remember, she goes right away to her cousin Elizabeth. Then when we see her again, again, very briefly in the wedding at Cana, we see her concern for her family who is running out of wine. And we see her turning to Jesus and Jesus takes care of it because Jesus wants to help. He wants to serve. Indeed, that is what he came to do, right? He came to serve and he came to give us our salvation. And so in doing that, Mary calls attention to a need and then Jesus fulfills the need by performing the great miracle of turning the water into wine. And that in a sense is is a way to look at why do we pray and ask for her intercession? Because Mary can take and she can call Jesus's attention to them. It's not that we need someone to call our attention, to call Jesus' attention to what we need. Jesus knows what we need. I would not deny that ever. But Mary takes it and she says to him, look, look at this person's suffering. Look at this person's desire. Look at this person's need. Can we help? Can you help? What can you offer them? And so she brings it to his attention in the same way We ask our friends here on this earth to pray for us. Why would we not ask those in heaven to pray for us? People in heaven are much closer in terms of physical proximity, if we can think of heaven as a place in our limited mind, right? If we think of heaven as a literal place, then the saints, because they are in heaven, they are in closer physical proximity to Jesus. Mary sits 
near Jesus. She is enthroned in heaven. She is next to him, right? The, the queen sits near the king, near her son. We see this in, in the world, so why would it not be so in heaven? And so we see Jesus, we see Mary, they are together. They are united as mother and son. And because of that, we can always turn to her and know that she is going to care about us and she's going to in turn speak to us, uh, rather speak f- with about us to her son. And then she is going to be able to offer prayers for us so that whatever our needs are, that they can be taken care of. So just as we turn to others, we can turn to Mary and we can turn to her again, not in worship, but in reverence and in respect, in great devotion and say to her, Mary, just as you were Jesus's mother, I want you to be my mother and I want you to help me through whatever trials and struggles I'm having in my life. In fact, where do we get this idea from that we can turn to Mary in times of troubles and that she is our mother just as she is Jesus's mother? Well, it comes from scripture. In John's gospel, chapter 19, verses uh, 26 to 27, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took him into his home. And yes, there were practical reasons that Jesus wanted Mary to be taken care of. Joseph has been deceased. Who would take care of Mary if she did not have a son anymore? And so practically speaking, she wanted her to be cared for. But there's also that idea of, he says, behold your son. And to to John, behold your mother. And so he wasn't only speaking at that moment to John and Mary, but also speaking to us as the whole church, as the whole community of believers, so that we then could look at Mary as our mother and give him that, give her that love and respect and honor. And think about this. Again, this is a very practical way to look at it, very worldly, down-to-earth way, right? Uh, if you are a mother and you have children, a son, of course, if you're a mother, you have children, sorry. So as a mom, we have children. And especially with our sons, you know, they bring home their girlfriends. Eventually they bring home, we hope, um, you know, a wife, the person who's going to be by their side. And if that young woman is rude to us or disrespectful, how do you think that is going to go with your son? And in reverse is just as true. If you're, if you're, you have a daughter and she brings home a young man, what on earth will she think if he's rude or disrespectful to her mother? No one wants that. And so it's that same way. We want to give Mary the honor that she is due as Jesus's mother. We don't put her in the same place as Jesus, but very, very close. Because again, we, she is someone we can emulate. And it's hard sometimes when we look at the statues of Mary or the images of Mary and we think, oh my goodness, she was perfect. Yes, she was perfect. But she also did the regular things that we did all the time. 
She cooked for Jesus. She cleaned up after him. She did laundry. She cleaned her house. She went to the market. She talked to other women. She was a person who had to do everything that we do. Of course, because of the graces that she had from God, she was able to never sin and not have the desire to sin, but she still lived in the world. And so because of that, it's a way to hold on to someone who was so set aside or set apart from the possibility of sin, and yet was still able to give us this great gift of Jesus through her yes to the Father. And that's why the idea of reverencing her and, and having that honor for her is why we, we Catholics really believe that that is what we are to do. It's out of reverence and respect and great love. And so, no, we do not worship her, but we certainly reverence Mary always in our words, in our actions, in our prayers. And so, where uh, as I think about the Not Lukewarm Challenge for this week, I want to, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a great website that has many, many different images of Mary and explanations about them. It's uh, from the University of Dayton. And I'm going to drop that link in the show notes. And I'm going to encourage you, no matter what your religious beliefs are, to take a look at those images and to find the image that resonates with you. And if you have the possibility of printing it out, looking at it, and just learning to look at Mary, not just as Jesus's mother, not only Jesus's mother, but to look at her as your mother, as the one that you can turn to when you need a little bit of an extra boost and you need a little extra help from your mom, because she will be there for you and she will help you always. And I'm also going to drop in, uh, an image of my favorite image of Mary, which is uh, the Madonna of the streets uh, from a famous painter in Italy. So I hope that now you have a little bit of a better understanding that we do not worship Mary. We honor her. We give her great reverence and respect. And that just as she was Jesus's mother, she wants to be there for us and be our mother too. So I encourage you in this not lukewarm challenge to go ahead and find an image that speaks to you and speaks to your heart to draw you closer to Mary. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.